Welcome to Pro Life in 7 Minutes, the show where I spend over 20 minutes teaching you how you can persuade a pro choice person in only seven. I'm your host, Katherine Burrow. I'm the co founder and executive director of the Abortion Dialogue Academy, also known as ADA. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am really excited for today's interview. I'm interviewing a student named Grace. Grace attended my youth presentation. So for those of you who are not familiar with what our youth presentation is, back in 2020, we noticed a disturbing trend on the college campuses. Our college volunteers who are part of our college conversation program kept running into students who had gone to Catholic high schools and youth groups and were pro-life back then only to enter college and become pro-choice. So the problem was their youth ministers, their theology teachers, they'd done a really good job of explaining, you know, why abortion is wrong from like a theological perspective. But then these young adults would enter college and they'd get this idea of, well, you can't force your religious views on other people. And to some extent, this is actually true, you know, like we don't, force people to not eat pork because, you know, that's what the Jewish faith believes, or we don't force women to, you know, cover their hair because that's what, you know, the Muslim faith believes. So there is some truth to not forcing theological views on people. But because a lot of these, you know, Catholic youth had only heard about and thought about the abortion issue in that like theological vein a lot of them were becoming pro-choice once they entered college because they didn't, you know, they didn't connect the dots that like, no, this is more than just a theological thing. This is more of a human rights issue. And they didn't know that there are a lot of really strong, solid, secular arguments for why abortion should be illegal. So we realized that (laughs) we had some education to do and that we needed to get the arguments that we were presenting to the college students younger. And we needed to be presenting them in the high schools and in the middle schools Uh, Not just to persuade the already pro-choice students in those demographics, but also to reach the pro-life kids who many of which were at risk for becoming pro-choice once they entered college if they were not properly taught about, you know, this issue. And so we launched our youth presentation program. The way it works is we come into a youth group of middle school, high school, and we have a survey where we survey the students at the beginning uh, just to get a pulse on what their view is on abortion. And then we present the arguments, we do some Q&A, and then we survey the students again at the end. And so that allows us to see the impact that the presentation has on the students who attend. So Grace attended one of these youth presentations. When I first met Grace, Grace was pro-choice, very much so. But my presentation ended up changing Grace's opinion. So I'm really excited for this interview because I ask a lot of questions about like what advice or what is the best way to try and reach you know, this next generation, you know, Gen Z, that you know, the pro-choice youth. And some people, it was funny when I told people about the interview, they were like, why are you asking, you know, a 13, 14 year old for how to better talk about this issue? You know, it seems kind of counterintuitive to people. And but what I always say to people is like, you have to recognize that when you're trying to be persuasive, the expert on persuasion is the person who doesn't agree with you. It's the pro-choice person. You know, if you're trying to evangelize theology or persuade people on a, you know, controversial political topic, you know, the expert on what is going to be persuasive to those people 
are those people. And so because Grace, you know, was pro-choice, is is a young adult, that makes you very qualified to answer those questions and to know, you know, what are the tactics and the strategies that really are the most effective and the most persuasive because you know what worked and what didn't work for yourself. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. I'm excited, Grace. I'm like really excited to interview you. So you're in middle school right now. And tell me in middle school, do you find that a lot of your peers are pro-life or pro-choice? What do you find that a lot of them believe about this issue? I find that a lot of the people I hang around are pro-choice. Um, there are There's a select group of people that are pro-life, but generally it's mostly pro-choice. What would you guess? Like if you had to guess like percentage, like what percentage do you feel like your peers are where they fall on this issue? Probably 70% are pro-choice and 30% are pro-life, maybe. You know, that that actually tracks really well with what we see in the college uh, campuses. So how do you feel like most of your friends, how do you think most of them like determine what their opinion is on this topic? Um, it's mostly social media. They see it on social media. Um, there's also a lot of like within school, a lot of our teachers, like people will bring it up in class and teachers will not purposely, but accidentally like give away their opinions on it or give like little hints and it'll influence some of them. And I know that there are certain people within the groups with like my friend groups that'll be like, oh, this is the right opinion. So you all have to agree with it. And then they'll kind of just do it because of peer pressure. Just out of curiosity, are you in a Catholic school or a public school? Um, I'm at a public school. Okay. So, I mean, the, so the teachers are probably not pro-life then. They're probably pro-choice, it sounds like. Yeah. Most of them are pro-choice. There's maybe two that I know of that are not. Um, I know that when you came to... Um, the presentation that I did, you, the surveys we do are anonymous, but I think I figured out which one yours was just because you were by far the most pro-choice. So why was that? What was like your reasoning at the time as to why you thought abortion should be legal? Really, it sounds like you thought it should be legal in like every case, even like the extreme cases like sex selective abortion. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of conflicting opinions at some points, but at that point I was thinking along the lines of it's body autonomy so it's her body no one can use it without her permission and even if it's something that i personally believe is not okay like sex selective or like because someone has down syndrome or um, something like that i believe that it was still someone using her body without her permission and i was very strong of the opinion that that's not okay. Actually, I think that in some ways that's probably a little more consistent than people who kind of like pick and choose what circumstances they think it's okay or not. Because it's kind of, it's either like you're killing a person and it, it's not okay, or it's not a person and, or, or even like with what you're saying with like the bodily rights thing, like where it sounds like you really had a strong bodily rights view that like you thought like it was about a woman's like right to consent to her own body, um, which is interesting. We don't even see that as much on the college campuses. We see a lot more kids that have a personhood like they don't think it's a person uh the unborn early on so what um pro-life things had you heard um before my presentation that you thought were like not particularly compelling and then what is it about those things that was not compelling to you there were people who wouldn't even bring up science like they would just bring up faith and how they personally believed that and so it must be right i personally believe that unless there's like a scientific backing i'd I'm not really interested in that argument. Um, I also heard people who would be on the pro-life side who would be very like aggressive and they would say that 
people who do get abortions are that's evil that's horrible and once again there's no scientific backing behind it and it just did not sit right with me and generally the pro-choice people would be more accepting and that just was better for me that they were more accepting of people who did get abortions. I know we talked a lot about that um, even afterwards, the, the compassion side of it, and that sometimes pro-life people can come across very uncompassionate for the woman. Um, and I talk about that actually a lot on my, the the podcast show where sometimes, you know, people will bring up a difficult situation like poverty, for example, and pro-life people, instead of just acknowledging how hard that situation is, they'll just start kind of arguing it. What is it that you liked about my presentation? Like, what about it did you find like persuasive or compelling? There was a lot of science. There wasn't much, oh, this is just what I believe. There was a lot of like evidence. There was also a lot of compassion, which I really liked that you kept saying, this doesn't mean that a woman who gets an abortion is evil. She just has some hard circumstances and we should always still love and care for her. And when you brought up like you explained like in like almost a specific order how a fetus is a person and then you went through arguments that pro-choice people had and you refuted them in a way that was scientific. It was fact-based and just very compelling. Part of the reason I really wanted to interview you, because I think that a lot of times pro-life people have this stereotype about pro-choice youth that they're like, you know, like, how can you support killing babies? But like everything that you asked me, it was all about compassion. Like, I think like for you, at least in my conversation with you, like you really were like concerned about like what's going to happen to these women? Like, how are we going to help them? And and I think like to have people realize that we're all on the same team here in that sense, like we all want what's best for women and children. Just sometimes we disagree about the best way to go about doing that. So you listen to the presentation. Did the presentation change your mind? Like, what would you say your current opinion is on this topic? Um, I think the presentation did change my mind. I am pro-life. I am a little different than how most people would view pro-life because a lot of people think of pro-life and pro-choice as the radicals. Um, the presentation was the thing that like did make me change my views. And I'm very glad that I went to it. There's so many people out there like, you know, who maybe are parents who are, are pro-life and their kids disagree with them. What advice would you give parents on how to approach them? Like maybe the do's and the don'ts of talking to uh, young adults about this issue from your own experience. You can't just say, oh, this is the right opinion. You need to agree with me now. If you're telling them, oh, you're just wrong, you're wrong. That doesn't make anyone want to listen. Don't bring up your personal like views. Just say the facts. There will always be people who will disagree with even facts, but I find that if you give like evidence and proof and not just, oh, well, this is this is what my faith says, it generally goes across way better and easier. Um, also, stress the compassion. I know that I'm not the only one who has issues with the compassion on one side or the other. Um, you can't just talk about abortion. You need to keep an open dialogue about multiple things and then also include abortion in that because it'll just foster a better relationship with talking about those sort of things. Bring it up when you're in a good mindset. And if you do end up arguing, try to walk away and take a break and still respect each other's opinions because it there's no point in it if you're not still respecting it, even if you disagree. You just said like my past five podcast episodes of advice. <laughs> just, and I think also this is a big thing of mine. Present the arguments in a way that isn't um, minimizing the pro-choice view, because I think sometimes like 
I try really hard in my presentations to present the pro-choice view in the strongest light. Like, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm giving you the watered down version of it. And if you go and Google it, you'll find better arguments. I want to actually give you all the information because I really do think that the arguments are on the pro-life side and that if we can show that to pro-choice people and get them to come alongside with us and help women together, I think we can make a better society as a whole. So did you feel like that? Did you feel like that I was correctly, you know, I wasn't maybe watering down what you think or what your friends think. Yeah, I expected a watered down version, but I did not get that from your presentation. It was the strongest arguments that I've heard from like the pro pro-choice side and you presented them and you were still respectful of those opinions while you like refuted them in a very respectful and kind way. Anything you would say maybe to a like a a pro-choice person who's maybe like a youth that's like thinking about coming to my presentation, but like is kind of on the fence about it. Like what what would you say? Like, would you say like, is it worth listening to or? It's definitely worth listening to. Um, If you do go, keep in mind that you should keep your mind open. You need to actually be willing to possibly change your mind when you go. Don't be thinking, oh, I could never change my mind because I originally thought that. And then I realized, oh, well, nothing's going to change. My mind won't even listen to this if I'm not trying to like actually absorb this information and consider it when thinking about which side I believe in, you need to actually listen. I love that because I think open-mindedness is so important. That's like a personal value of mine. Like I think that if you're going to have an opinion on something, like you really got to look at both sides. And I do this with all political issues just for myself. Like if I'm going to have a strong opinion on something, like I don't just want to know what my side thinks about it. I want to know what the other side thinks and I want to give them both a fair shot and I want to really think things through. And so I love that you have that kind of open-minded approach to things. I think that's super awesome. What advice would you give parents on how to pitch the presentation to their kids so that their kids actually want to come and listen to it, even if they're pro-choice? A lot of kids who are pro-choice, I find, are very against the viewpoint of, I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. I'm just going to listen to what the people on my side are saying. Pitch it so that they're like, like, tell them that you don't want to be like the other people who aren't listening to the other viewpoints, do you? You don't want to be like the people who are full of hate. You need to, you want to listen to the other side. You want to be the person that is accepting of everyone. I find that that like really helps. Would you recommend that high school teachers, middle school teachers, theology teachers bring in this presentation um, to their students? What would you say to them? This presentation is very, very mind opening, like eye opening. I don't know words, but it is really helpful. It is persuasive in a way that's not just like opinion based. There's facts and it like actually is like kind and very helpful. And I would very much recommend that this presentation is used to any kid, any adult even. Thank you so much, Grace, for being on the podcast today. So for anyone listening to this, if you're interested in scheduling our youth presentation for your high school, middle school, or youth group, what you can do is you can go to our website, that's www.abortiondialogueacademy.org, and then you're going to click on the presentations tab and then click schedule a presentation. We have a little form that you'll fill out. We just ask you some basic information about, you know, what is the group? How large is the group? What time of year or date are you hoping to have us come speak? 
And so then after you fill that out, one of our staff people will be in touch with you to start talking through details of getting us scheduled. So I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. You can just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to the page that you need to get on our calendar. Um, And just to answer a common question, uh, we are doing these youth presentations in Nebraska, uh, but we're also open to doing them in other states as well. So even if you're not located in Nebraska, still go on our website and fill out that form um, because we want to provide this service, if at all possible, to as many locations as we can. Uh, Because we know that Nebraska is not the only state that has pro-choice youth. So after today's episode, I've got two more episodes planned um, in kind of the About ADA series. Um, And then after that, we're going to dive into learning some advanced arguments. There's still a lot of content and stuff for us to to keep learning together. Uh, But next week's episode in particular is actually going to be on our statistics. It'll be a really fun episode for me because I love our statistics. (laughs) Hopefully all of you like it as well. But uh, tune in next time uh, to just kind of learn more about how we get Um, these numbers that we share with all of you. If you liked today's episode, you can help support the channel by leaving us a five-star review. Make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, sign up for our podcast email list on our website. That's www.abortiondialogacademy.org slash podcast. That way you get all the training exercises from the show delivered right to your inbox. Now I will see all of you next Saturday as I continue to teach you how you can persuade someone to be pro-life in seven minutes. Until next week, God bless.